Praise the Lord, and welcome to Honestly Speaking. I am your host, Sister Alyssa Lynn, in honor of all the women before me who suffered in silence with being sexually abused as a child, and to those that still suffer the effects of childhood abuse, I'm doing this broadcast today. And let me tell you something before we even get started. This is the second time, or this is like the third time of attempting to do this, and my system just wants to keep cutting out. So I know that God wants us to go forth from the enemy just want to play with me and mess with me but we know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what we think or ask so we are going to ask the Lord God Almighty before we even get started to come right on in in the name of Jesus and let this broadcast go according to your will and your way and let it go the words that come out my mouth be edifying to you and glorifying to you Lord God and that someone may hear these words and begin to walk according to the path that you have called them to walk and free from the pain of the past dear Lord that they are able to walk in that extraordinary life that you've called them to walk walking in the abundance of Christ free in Jesus in the name of Jesus I pray amen so today starts our two-part series dealing with overcoming childhood sexual abuse and as always I keep the topic discussion real and some might be a bit uncomfortable with some words that I'm using or examples that are given but don't let it rule your thoughts but allow it to help you grow see my suggestion is also not to listen to this broadcast with children under the age of 12 unless you are prepared to discuss and explain the words and examples I give so let's get started with our scripture focus our focus scriptures our focus scriptures is Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17 no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me saith the Lord then 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Psalms chapter 51, verses 10 and 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Verse 12 reads, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Now these scriptures will help us in our journey to let go of the past, heal in the present, and be extraordinary in the future. We owe it to ourselves to live a full life in Christ now and not later. John 10.10 10 reminds us that Jesus came so that we might have life and we might have it more abundantly in him. It is the ability of this life to be able to live a better life. And yet we need to make sure our hearts are in the right place. Remember it states in Matthew 6 chapter 20, sorry, chapter 6 verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We need to keep our minds on Jesus. But I know for some, that is hard. Because the things of our past are ruling our present and future. So today, we're going to discuss the significance of the past and the way of letting it go. So that your present and future are fuller in Jesus and you're not faking it but truly living an extraordinary life in Christ. So let us set up our definition of sexual abuse in childhood. Sexual abuse is wider than one cares to admit to because most do not want to identify with it in their life. There is no such thing as 
little abuse as one inappropriate touch or conversation can leave the same lasting effects as someone that was been raped. Child sexual abuse entails actual engagement in sexual activities which covers masturbation, sexual intercourse, non-penetrating sex such as fondling or rubbing of gentiles on another person's body, oral sex, or acts of sexual arousal to such as pornographic pictures, movies, and stories. It also covers indecent exposure and different means of sexual stimulation which includes sexual toys. Rape is also included in this category. It is estimated that 20% of females and 8% of males have experienced some form of sexual abuse. However, it is also believed less than half of the cases are reported due to 30% are relatives to the child, which is believed that 60% is family related, such as family friends, coaches, babysitters, friends of family members, which leave 10% to be committed by strangers. Yet these numbers are not proven accurate due to the lack of reporting. Now, personally, if I just go with the circle of people I've talked to, those numbers are way too low and the higher number for family members is the higher numbers for family members not family friends the biggest offenders towards young women which is where we are focusing our study is on is by their fathers their stepfathers their brothers their uncles the cousins that leads me to believe that the number of people that fall into the relative category is higher than 30% but we must go by what the studies have stated because they are the studies. And this is just my personal experience in dealing with different sisters and talking to different sisters. Excuse me. Under the law, child sexual abuse is an umbrella term that is used for all the things I mentioned before as it's a wide topic and acts that are covered. Although the age guidelines are a bit different from state to state, the state of Pennsylvania states that any adult who has any sexual aspect with a child 17 and younger or a child 14 years of age and older in a, in a sexual aspect with any child 13 and younger is child sexual abuse. However, the American Psychology, Psychology Association states children cannot consent to sexual activity with adults and it is a criminal and immoral act and cannot be considered normal or socially acceptable behavior. This is leading against the fight of those who want sexual re, re, I'm sorry my it's this, the enemy's a liar he's just a liar all this noise Sorry, let me go back over that. However, the American Psychology Association states, children cannot consent to sexual activity with adults and it is a criminal and immoral act and cannot be considered normal or socially acceptable behavior. This is leading against the fight of those who want sexual relationships with children to be legal. Yes. There are pedophiles groups that are trying to get 
to have the right to have sex with children who are under the age of 17. And they are using the fact that homosexuals are now able to marry as their stepping stone to be able to say, if that's possible, why can't I marry and be engaged to in sexual acts with someone who's under the age of 17? Now, the um, American Psychology Association is very adamant about stating how it is a criminal and immoral act, and it's not normal, and nor is it socially acceptable behavior. And they are trying to f come up against that fight, and I applaud them for that, because it is truly something that needs to be addressed before it gets out of hand. So let us keep that in prayer, please. Um, because that is something that's very serious and we know that the devil is a liar but he is trying to run rampant through our world and do things that are against God and that's truly against God let's keep that in prayer alright so let's go over some scenarios of child sexual abuse first understand that all abusers are manipulators which is a form of witchcraft and for safety's sake, I will use my own situations more than others that I have talked to unless it is unlike mine and a point needs to be made. The names of the people have been changed to protect them except for myself because I'm healed from it and it holds me back no longer. The acts that have been performed on us women have been going on since the beginning of time. And sadly, the Bible has many stories related to it. So it is clearly this is nothing new. Yet it is not discussed enough to empower our young women and seasoned sisters to feel as if they can overcome this challenge. Women were and are seen in society as the weaker sex an easy target to manipulate so it's not your fault what has happened to you what is hard to understand is why the perpetrators do these acts and trying to understand why they do it will not help us in any real way but the best thing to know is that you did not do that you did nothing to deserve it it is not your fault and the blame lies solely with the offender the abuse can start at any age and yet most of those that I've talked to started at a young age although there have been some cases where the young lady begins to develop and men step in then in my case I believe I was six years old because of where we lived and that my sisters weren't born yet Oh, excuse me the first thing I remember is that yucky feeling of being around my stepfather and feeling really ugh, yuck yuck ugh. and I can't even describe to you what that feeling was but even to this day I can feel that feeling if I allow myself to do so which I just did it is the it is the insecurity that I was feeling it's a it is a matter of allowing myself to remember without allowing it to control me as the pain is no longer there see my first remembrance was a day I was stopped before going outside to ride my bike with my girlfriend and was fondled so I could go outside my offender used my need to be with my friends and to be a quote-unquote normal kid to manipulate me so I had to let him touch me and I had to touch him and all that white sicky stuff was on my hands and he, he tried to get me to taste it and I didn't want to and I was told I couldn't go outside unless I did so I tasted it and even to this day it's nasty I, it felt nasty I wanted to cry it was just nasty 
and I was told I was a big girl and this is what big girls do and if I tell my mom that he would make my mom send me away now I tell this because many times they do these things to make it seem like it's your choice but at the age of six what kid has a choice it's a sick way to do things but that was his method of things that's how he manipulated most of those that do these things do that same thing manipulate the situation and it's either with candy or toys or something the child might like yet a child does not know better so if this has happened to you don't blame yourself you did not know better you were a child I do not care what age you were as you were a child and you were manipulated and this can be difficult it can be a difficult thing for you to accept because you are thinking with your grown-up mind and your grown-up heart now but as a child you were taught to trust adults that they knew better than you did that they were better than you your entire life up to that point was to trust adults and believe them and the monster who did this to you took advantage of that aspect of your life it is something sometimes it's hard to wrap your brain around it because of your heart's way we are going to use the truth to break bring down the stronghold this stronghold in your life and the truth of the matter is is you grew if you're if you it don't matter you're a child the adults in charge they tell you to do something you know you're supposed to do it you're a child you're supposed to trust these people you're supposed to be able to trust them and that's where the manipulation comes in and they take advantage of that and that has nothing to do with you doing you were doing what you were told to do and you can't sit back 40 years later blaming yourself saying you should know better you was a kid you didn't know you were doing what you were told to do that's what you were told to do and that's how you were raised you were doing what you were told to do and I don't know if I can reiterate that enough for you to understand I don't even know if I'm using the right words but the, the psychologically you had to do that that's how you grew up plain and simple to not do it was to be disrespectful to not do it was to get into trouble to not do it could cause some outcome that was worse than to do it in your mind as a kid okay all right so here's some other scenarios that can be um there's could be like late night visits to your room where he told you that you are now a woman yet you were far from being a woman even as a teenager you're far from being a woman um my foster daughter woke up at night and screaming fits because she was tormented sexually at night in her bed and she went through that when she first moved here with us and it was constant 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 to get her to feel comfortable to go to sleep and it took some time and she finally got comfortable going to sleep um but i did some different things to make it so she was comfortable so that she could sleep um and so so some people even now uh some young women as right now that i'm talking is going through this very thing that she is uh, tormented at night because they're coming in at night while she's supposed to be asleep. Um, I was told I could not do things unless I did him a favor first. Um, others are offered gifts that were given in exchange for acts of sexual abuse. No matter the scenario, it was not your fault. You were a child doing what you were told as this is how we were raised to do. Our young brains did not know we could stand up for ourselves. In actuality, we couldn't stand up for ourselves. 
we couldn't do it our mind now says we should be able we should have but you couldn't have and many are threatened about telling what happened to them for some it was bodily harm or maybe the threat of no longer being able to remain with the family i was told that he would hurt my mom and siblings if i told plus in my case my stepfather was physically abusing my mom so i believed he'd kill us i also had a house fire and that he didn't start but i didn't know that so the house is on fire i'm thinking he started it because he wanted to remind me how much power he had and i better do what he says do because i thought he was trying to kill the family I mean, these things happen. How about the fact, maybe you did tell and no one believed you. I did not tell, but my mom busted him and yet forgave him and believed he would no longer do it again and allowed him back into our lives. The perpetrator will always try to separate the one being abused from the rest of the family, which is common for those that live with their monster. These tactics are used way too much and is devastating to the child. The goal for them was to have you under their control and they used whatever antics they could to, to achieve it. It, is, it was not then and still is not your fault even now it's not your fault we have to discuss the outcome of what could have happened been happening to you you could have um, withdrawn from the world which is a way of protection withdrawing is a common action to cry and cope with what's going on there is also the acting out as a way to have some control over what was happening to you which can lead to mis promiscuity in young ladies and is yet another way of control in a world where you have no control as a child you are trying to gain some control not caring if the actions are good or bad I was a classic reactor by trying to take control by isolating myself from the family because I believed I was safe them i took to writing my out my emotions as searching for love in all the road places yet dumping boyfriends that got too close to me there are effects of childhood abuse can have long-term effects um that one can walk in for a very long time and here are some of the effects of of some a short a short list of some effects of abuse um depression post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, victimization throughout one's life, psychological trauma, eating disorders, poor self-esteem, somatization, sleep issues, disassociative, bedwetting, some sucking, acting out, cruelty to animals attention deficit hyperactivity i was surprised by that one kind of um, conduct disorders oppositional defiant disorder teenage pregnancies multiple relations with many partners risky sex behaviors self-harm prostitution drug abuse criminal acts suicide excuse me suicidal thoughts alcohol abuse developmental delays, social awkwardness or delays, and poor relationship skills. See, when we look at this list, not every victim deals with all these effects, um, which is a very short list of possibilities. And in part two, we're going to go over 10 of these side effects and how to deal with them in an effective manner. Uh, I really want to keep the call, the, the broadcast of 30 minutes. So I want to go over a few things. I want to touch this, seriously touch this one. 
that it's not your fault. If I can't express anything else, I want to express the fact that it's not your fault. You were a child doing the things that an adult who manipulated the situation, manipulated their role in your life, manipulated the whole entire thing to 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 govern and 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 make you feel like you were having a choice in the matter when in reality you didn't have a choice and the reason why they did was to take off the reflection from them because there's no doubt in my mind that they actually know what they're doing is wrong but because they have been turned over to a reprobate mind they don't stop what they're doing they go forward and do that um knowing that of that it could hurt or harm a person um, I really want to express to you the importance of understanding that now is the time. The one we're gonna go over the effects and how in the next part the effects and how to overcome some of these effects. But what we really I really want to iterate before we end this one is that you need to start facing the situations that you've been through. It is time to shine the light on to those dark areas of your life it's time to allow the light of the lord to shine on those areas of your life so that you're able to deal with these situations you have got to look them head on you have to the only way you're going to overcome them is if you deal with them if you continue to push them and shove them in the back of your mind or shove them down deep into your heart away thinking you're doing yourself good and you're not because you're not dealing with the situation you're going to have to allow yourself to relive some of that live relive the horror you're going to have to allow yourself to relive it so you can heal See, there's a thing, you got this healing, in in the healing process, it's going to hurt. It's going to be some pain. But the beautiful thing is, it is that you're not doing it alone. You're doing it with Christ, and God is going to direct you. Another thing is, is you, there's other options. You don't have to do it alone. There are people who specialize in these areas. It's called therapists. And we you find the right therapist. Now, not every therapist is going to be the therapist for you. But you can find the right therapist for you and, and be able to walk work through these things with a therapist someone who is licensed and 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 has the knowledge to to do that now i did use therapy but i also had a, a um my aunt was a very sound of solid sounding board for me if you are blessed to have someone that in your life that is a christian and has a solid sounding board in their own life that they're able to help you process some things or if nothing else listen to you because she didn't really tell me what to do i would just relive stuff and tell it and to walk through it and had a safe place of walking through some of this and a lot of times you want us you not you not a lot of times you want a safe place to be able to walk through what has happened to be able to release and allow yourself to live it so you need a safe place you need a safe person you need a safe way to do it and I will say and I've said before I am not a licensed therapist but I am a mentor and I am a coach and I can walk you through some of that and be a support system for you if you choose now I will say this if we're getting into and we're talking and I'm listening to you and I feel that there is a need for some psychological help here I'm going to tell you and I'm going to suggest that you do it because 
a lot of times we are don't want to surrender ourselves over that way but it makes a difference in our lives when we step and let someone who is not in there help us walk through it it's a process of walking through this and walking through this and it's going to be painful you're reliving stuff that hurts and this one of the reasons why it hurts is because it's hurtful <laughs> and it's gonna hurt but it doesn't mean you can't come through and it doesn't mean and let me tell you what happens as the more you talk about it the easier it is to talk about the less traumatic and stressful it is the first couple times the first maybe even the first 20 times you talk about it it's just so stressful and you think you're going to fall apart but you don't because God comes in and he gives you that comfort and he gives and he helps you he helps you to get through it but you got to you got to take it to him you got to take it to him and you got to go and you got to take it to him and talk to him and I don't mean just leave it there I mean you talk to him about it you can't leave it if you're not ready to leave it you got to deal with it a little bit and then you can leave it. All this, oh, turn it to Jesus. There's it, there's a process to all that. There's a process to turning it over to Jesus. You don't just say, oh, Lord, take it over and that's it. Sometimes we got to walk through a walk before we're able to do it because it's traumatic to your life. But let me tell you what will happen when you do it. As you begin to do it, you begin to walk in a different walk. You have a different trust for him. You have a different faith in him. People tell me all the time about where I am in my walk. And I'm telling you, it is only through the grace of God that I'm here. And I'm able to, 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 to say the things that I'm saying. Because I'm, I did what I'm telling you. I walked through that walk. I turned it over to him. And I'm not 100%, but uh, I'm living, I honestly believe, the extraordinary life in Christ because he is allowing me to go through this process and I'm still got joy, peace, happiness. And, and, and his word is just ever so true in my life. And you get to that point. But you have to let the light of God shine that in that dark area and not allow that area to be dark in your life anymore because the enemy uses the darkness against you because he all kind of nasty dirty stuff is done in the dark y'all come on we know come on we know we know so we know that when the light of Christ shines on it it can't live now God can't live where there's darkness when he starts shining the light and you move back he can't he can't bring it out to life for you you've got to allow that to, to him to process it with you so that you're able to walk in the extraordinary life he has for you he has a purpose and a plan for your life he has a purpose and a plan for your life that you have to understand that to get there you got to go do some stuff to get there it's not going to be easy but it's going to be worth it and he's going to be there every single step of the way with you I offer my services to you. I offer my heart. I offer my experience. I offer my knowledge that I have and the wisdom that God has given to me thus far. And I offer that to you to help you, my sister, to come through this. I offer all of that to you. In the name of Jesus, I do. I, I, we as women need to stop tearing each other down and start building each other up and start encouraging each other and start being there for each other and see your purpose. You got a purpose for your life. And it may not be to tell your story. It could be something totally different, but you 
can't do what he wants you to do to the fullest when you've got dark areas in your life he needs the light shine in those areas and he needs you to want to deal with it he needs you to let it go but to let it go you gotta deal with it to let it go you can't just let it go and not deal with it because you don't even know what you're letting go you gotta know what you're letting go so you can truly release it and all this let it go let it go just turn it over to the lord yeah you can do that but you gotta process it there's a process to all of that and i just want to encourage you and let you understand that that process is not going to stop you it will heal you it will bring you to a better place in christ the process will bless you the process will grow you the process will mold you the process will change you the process will show you the beauty of the lord in everything that you do oh trust the lord trust the lord trust the lord and i'm telling you i know because i've been there i am where i am i am dealing with stage four colon cancer and i'm not saying i don't have a few down days but most of my days are filled with joy peace happiness and i'm cool with it seriously because what god gives you an extraordinary life in christ you can live through everything that comes because he is living through you and that's what makes the difference so I want to encourage you to stay with me. Come back and listen to part two. Um, remember that we're available to you via Facebook, Twitter, our website, our toll mail, our toll free numbers, and even me email. I want to encourage you that if you need someone to talk to, please email me. You can email me at contact us at wl4j.org. You can email me at my personal email address, which is Alyssa L. Griffith at Comcast.net. And you know I don't very rarely put that out there like that. But I am very, very sure that God has something for you. And if you're listening to this broadcast today he has a reason for that and i'm trusting god on your behalf i'm trusting that he's going to bring you to the extraordinary place in your life with him and that you're going to walk extraordinarily in christ there is nothing like walking in the abundance of jesus i'm telling you and i know i'm walking in the abundance of christ right now i am living the best life he has given me to live right now my best life is not yet here yet because my best life is with him let's not get that twisted but for right now where i am i'm walking the best that i can in him and it is joy it's joy i'm telling you and i want to encourage you to join us on mondays as we come together for prayer and if you can't join us just email us and we'll pray for you and your situation um it's so important that we encourage and uplift each other i want you to join me tomorrow because I mean, join me for part two because we're going to go over the side effects and how to deal with them in an effective manner in our lives. And I just want to reiterate that it is not your fault that the things that have happened to you happened as a child. Try to look at it from your child mind, not as your adult mind, as you're dealing with why these things happen to you. It doesn't, and honestly, I don't mean to sound mean. It doesn't matter why it happened. It doesn't matter why they chose you. They did. End of story. Let's deal with overcoming it. Bottom line. Because you may never ever understand why they did what they did. Because you're not them. And they could try to explain it to you. And they may never be able to explain it to you. So let's not even get our minds all twisted and concerned about that. 
So I want to thank you for joining me for part one. And I pray that you join me for part two. Because we ain't done yet, my sisters. We got some healing to overcome. And we have some growing to do. And we have some walking by faith to walk straight up right. So that we can live a life of abundance in Christ. And do it right now today. Until next time, I am your host, Sister Alyssa Lynn. Thank you for joining me today.